everybody, welcome to the KF Podcast Wrestling Week in Review for today. Oh, well, actually, it's a two-parter coming at you today. So, part one we got going on here for uh, October 22nd and 23rd. Uh, we're we're going to cover Raw and SmackDown first. It's me and Brock. What's this happening? It's the KF Podcast. This is your wrestling show. And then uh, part two, Ken and I will film after tomorrow, after we watch... Uh, AEW and NXT, or when I watch NXT and he just watches AEW because he's an AEW mark. He's a mark. He's a total mark. He is. He's marked out. So, uh, speaking of AEW, um, it looks like they had to made a change to their tournament with Joey Janela. Did you see this news? No, I didn't see this yet. Joey Janela, you know how he was wrestling at that um, that uh, indie show that he did with like in the football field? Yeah, yeah. Turns out one of the guys there has COVID. <sighs> Joey was around them, so now Joey got uh, not allowed to compete, so Sonny Kiss is going to fight Kenny Omega. That could be good. Yeah, I just see... It's a match we haven't seen before, at least. I think Janela's an idiot. I don't know why AEW is letting these guys who are wrestling with their major stars go and wrestle fucking house shows or indie shows worth, you know, for, what, a couple hundred dollars? And you can expose them that way. I mean, to me, that's yeah. very sloppy. That's very sloppy. Yeah, because this isn't the first time this has happened in one of these shows. Yeah, because you know they're not doing the same security measures that an AEW show is doing. Right. And, you know, if this guy would have never, like, went and got tested or didn't know, then Janela could have wrestled Omega, possibly exposed. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't. I think that's stupid. I think you ought to nip that shit in the butt real fast. Yeah, like, if you're gonna be to on, I mean, I guess it depends on how their contracts are written, what they're allowed to get away with, and everything. Yeah. So, yeah, because I, I doubt a guy like Joey Janela makes as much from AEW as he would from an indie booking. You think so? I, I would think I don't know because he's he's a pretty big name in the indie scene. That's where he made his name. Yeah, and he ran his own shows and everything. So I'm thinking that he probably can command a pretty good price. Yeah, especially now when there's nothing really going on. Right. Hard to say. Yeah, but it, lesson it, learned. I hope. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It's just, I understand that, like, you have all those things in, in there. Like, yeah, he makes more money doing it in any book thing, and that's why Tony Khan's Coley lets him do that. But with everything going on right now, I feel like safety should come first. Yeah. And, you know, you did some show where you're like, I mean, like, again, I don't know how much that indie show did to really be precautionary. You know what I mean? Right, but it could be the only way he was making a living since AEW isn't touring and all that. So, yeah, and I'm, but I'm sure AEW's paying him to be on Dynamite and Dark and all that, right? I would think so, but I don't, I don't know how much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you would think it'd be enough to live off of. Hopefully, I mean, you know, I, I mean, I don't know. Who knows what these guys are making? But Janelle's a yeah. pretty big star in AEW. He is. Big He's one of the first guys they signed. Yeah. So I don't know. It's it's an interesting um, turn of events. Maybe a good opportunity for Sonny Kiss. I'm sure he'll. Re- I mean, he's not going to win, but I'm sure he'll give Omega a good a good run. Yeah, I hope so. I'd like to see a match between those two because we've seen Omega and Janela. Yeah, a bunch so, of times. Yeah, already. it's a fresher match. So we'll um we'll see that later on here and uh, talk about that later in this show here. See what happens. Um, another major news story is going around, and I wanted to get your thoughts on. I wanted to get Ken's thoughts on this too. How do you feel about this whole WWE Twitch account debacle going on? I see both sides of it. Yeah, me too. But like somebody like Paige, who's made a pretty big name for herself on Twitch. Yeah, she's never going to wrestle again. Yeah, and she her livelihood was taken away on your watch. Yeah. Let her be. Yeah. You know, but I guess, you know, is it everybody or is it just if you're using your, your quote-unquote stage I name? I think it's if you're using your, your WWE product name because I don't think they okay. would have any say-so if you're just calling yourself, like, um, you know, whatever your 
independent, whatever your real name is. I don't think they right. can come at you. But a lot of them don't do that. Like now, see, AJ is different because AJ owns AJ Styles, right? So I don't know how I don't know how that one would work. But like you know, someone like um, Xavier Woods. You know, I don't know if he goes by. He's always used Austin Creed on up, up, down, down. Yeah, so he may just he may be okay, but I mean, I don't. know. I guess there's a lot of guys doing Twitch and like Paige goes by Paige, WWE's Paige. You know, mm-hmm. I you know I understand because the people are like you know they're independent contractors. How can you tell them? But they're using WWE licensed stuff, right? So there's a there's a really a lot of gray area here. You know, it's tricky. It's like I think it's them pinching pennies because they're not getting oh, show revenue and stuff. Of like course, that. yeah. I mean, of course. I mean, from a business model, I mean, they, you know, they're not getting all that crowd revenue. So I'm sure they looked at it and were like, "Holy shit!" During a pandemic, Twitch has taken off, and these mm-hmm. guys are making a couple million here off Twitch channels. We want a little revenue, you know? I mean, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure for yeah. sure that's what it is. That's business. Yeah. It's kind of it's kind of shady though that they waited is. until they got successful to do anything about it. It is, but, but I mean, I, I use this one. analogy because somebody was like, you know, they're independent contractors; they shouldn't do it. And then I gave this guy an analogy online. I said, "Look, I'm not going to name the bank I work for, but I work for a bank. Um, whether I'm an employee there or if I'm a contractor there, like, you know, they're hiring me from a contracting place. I'm a contractor there." If I were to start like some YouTube channel and talk about like banking and was referencing that I know what I'm doing because I work at that bank and then all of a sudden I started getting like hundreds of thousands of dollars for it, it would spark the attention of that bank where they'd be like, hold on. Right. Hold right. on. But they're playing video games. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just using that as an example. I mean, like, mm-hmm. still as a contractor, if you're representing that company and you're using their name and you're using their stuff. Now, I don't know what all these Twitch channels are because I don't watch Twitch. If they're using their real name and not talking about wrestling at all, I don't see how they have a say-so in that. Yeah, I agree. That doesn't make sense to me. But I can see them, like if they're, like Paige's channel, I think is now Soraya Knight. Okay. But it was WWE Paige or whatever. Yeah. So I can see them, you know, like, hey, change it. I'm sure everyone just followed her over. From what but, I understand, uh, there were some people from some of the news going around. There were some people backstage that didn't mind it at all, mm-hmm. and some that did. So I don't know. Probably depending on where you are in the card and how much it affects you in your pocketbook. Right. Like I said, AJ's a very tricky one because I don't know. That is a WWE name, but he owned that name before. Uh-huh. So where does that fall? You know. Yeah, it's it's a yeah, it, it's it, it's shady. Like let these people make a living. Yeah, but, but if you're a, a billion dollar company and you're taking a big loss this year, you start looking. Mm-hmm. For, this is this isn't just a thing. I think the WWE do. They all do this. I mean, oh, there's a way yeah. for us to make money. We need to go sponge it from somewhere else. It's it's mm-hmm. billion dollar greed. I mean, you know, none of those guys yeah. want to take a pay cut this year. Or, or lose right. their bonus, you know, so where can we find money from? Yep. It's amazing how that works, isn't but, it? But, you know, that's I think that's what you have to understand when you sign up with a company like the WWE that that's probably going to happen. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I, think it's, I think it's shady. Yeah. I see both sides, but... Yeah, me too. Yeah. It's, it's a tough call, you know? Yeah. I think a lot of them knew it was coming because, like, both the Iconics... Both of those girls set up a YouTube channel a couple months ago, but they both use their real names. Right. Yeah. So I think that, you know, some people were smart enough to, you know, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it. So whenever I part ways with this company, everything comes with me. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what Miro did before he got fired. Mm-hmm. He was Miro on Twitch and on Twitter and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. So we'll see greed. how that, see how yeah, it's a lot of greed, a lot of a lot of money. Um, so we got SmackDown last week. The season premiere. Season premiere. How many times did they tell us in one episode? Every segment, at least twice. Every segment. Every segment. Um yeah, Jeff Hardy versus Lars Sullivan. I cannot stand Lars Sullivan. 
Did he have some kind of work done to his face? He looks weird, doesn't he? He looks normal. Yeah, it's... He's, he's not really the freak anymore. He doesn't have, like, that misshapen head and stuff. Well, he has, like, a b- dark beard now, which, I don't know, It's diff- something's different about him. Uh, he's I a think terrib- he has a mustache. He, he didn't have a mustache before. He's a terrible person. I don't know why he they is. keep running with this guy. Especially when they let so many people go. Yeah. And I know every- we harp on it every week, but like, how do people that have all these allegations against them, even if they are just allegations, when you're getting rid of people, what you just like, oh, you know what? I don't want the baggage that comes with this guy. L- Lars Sullivan's aren't allegations. It's actual screenshots. You know what I mean? It's a little different than the girl Matt Rillo was cheating on his wife with um, all of a sudden is making up some lies about him and no one can corroborate it. Where this girl, the yoga instructor, has screenshots of Laura Sullivan going, send me pictures of your ass. <laughs> and then she's married. And he's like, yeah. you know, just being a total creep. And then all the other racist shit that he said before. I don't understand why Vince pushes this guy. He's not that special to me. No. He's big. Ooh. He's not even that big, though, if you think about He's it. He's not. I'm taller than him. Yeah. I mean, you don't think McIntyre and Strowman, these guys, and Keith Lee would beat his ass? <laughs> and then they have him, like, flattening the whole roster, you know. Brought him out in the beginning, and he was attacking everybody. And fucking what's Michael Cole screaming the freak like a thousand times. Oh, my God. Uh you know that's just Vince in his ear going, "Say the freak again! Say the freak! Oh, the freak! He's a freak! Oh, the freak! The freak! He must have said it." I think Simon Miller counted. He said it twenty-two times in one segment. Wow! Yeah, amazing, isn't it? It is crazy. Uh, but yeah, he flattened Jeff Hardy, and then Jeff Hardy went to Raw. Um, I did like the segment with the New Day. Where they did some talk, and I thought that was nice. They had they let him talk. They got emotional. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that, I liked it. They, I think they're what they're doing with them is going to be kind of neat, where they kind of are still like aligned, but on different shows. Yeah, because now they do the thing on on the Thunderdome. They have wrestlers on there, which I like that. Mm-hmm. Like Big E was cheering them on on Raw on Monday. I thought that was cool. Yeah, it was a good touch. I like that nice Goldberg little... was on the camera on Friday. Yeah. Checking out the Roman match, and Flair was there looking drunk. <laughs> I like that aspect of it. You know, Keith Lee was watching it. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Daniel Bryan was back. Yeah. I forget who came out and messed with him. Uh, who was it? Bear, no. Who, who, who confronted him? I completely forget. Seth Rollins. Oh, there it is. Yeah. yeah. And then the Mysterios came out, and Murphy, and they all beat him up. Mm-hmm. Buddy Murphy still works for Seth Rollins. You think so? I totally think so. They are totally doing that like he's going to win her over and then like screw them over somehow, you know, and Murphy's still with Rollins. I guarantee that seems like that's where that is, is heading. It's too obvious that Murphy's so like mad at him now, beating him up and everything, you know. And he's like joining the Mysterios, and they don't trust him. He, you know what it is? It's almost like the Bully Ray, like when he like yeah, won Hogan that over. <laughs> you know, I, I guarantee you, he ends up marrying uh, uh, <laughs> Ray's daughter. I it's going to be Aaliyah from NXT, though. <laughs> yeah, be the exact the exact same story. Yeah, with the Brook. Yeah, <laughs> like it's so weird. He'll end up getting married to her, and then like when he marries her, like. He'll screw Ray over, and she'll be like, I hate you. And, like, you know, it'll be, like, the same storyline. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me. Which is Looking weird. She, to it. She's, yeah, she's 19. It's strange. Um, and the Street Profits were on. They won. It was okay. Banks and Bailey are building up Hell in the Cell, which looking like it's going to be a pretty good match. I think it should be the main event. I think so, too. The amount of build that they've had. Yeah. Makes sense. And then, It'll uh, be Roman and Uso, though. Yeah, well, that's got build, too. I don't know. Either one. I thought Roman and Strowman was... Uh, Roman and Strowman. Roman and Braun <laughs> wasn't too bad, though. I thought that was all right. Yeah. They, they're both good when they let them be. Yeah. Like, this character... Like, this is more character than Roman Reigns has ever shown in his entire career. Ever. In the past two months. Yep. Ever. And it's great. It's yeah. believable. It's like when he was like the 
Aw, shucks, smiling, good guy. He just looked like an idiot. Yeah. Now he's just a complete badass, and he's cool. Yeah, this is how he's supposed to be. He He's not mm-hmm. like, he's not just evil. Like, he just wants to be, he's the boss. He's taking care of the family, and if you fall out of line, he's going to knock you on your ass. And all the theories about why he wore a shirt, that dude is jacked. Yeah. Well, that's Ken that used to think he was fat under his, like, body armor and all that stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah, not not at all. He's completely yeah. jacked. He's, yeah, he's massive. He got bigger while he was away. I, I mean, think so. He is, he's great. He's but really. But dude's arms are, like, chiseled. Yeah. I never noticed it before, but. And I like the way they book him that, like, he really put a hurt on Lesnar. A Lesnar, yeah, I mean on Strowman. It choked him out. Yeah, I like the choke move. He's got some new moves. He, yeah, he's good. It's all good. But then they let uh, Jay get the upper hand on him, but then he got beat up at the end. Yeah, but and then he Superman punched a, him. Again, they're making me think, is Jay Uso going to win yeah. that match? <laughs> and you just kind of a little bit like almost don't mind a little bit. You're kind of like, yeah. you know, Jay Uso, you're surprising me that you're shining in this like personality on your own. Mm-hmm. Which is I'm am- loving it. Which is amazing what you can do when you have someone good like Roman, which people mm-hmm. who've hated on Roman are retarded because Roman is good. He is. Roman's one of the best in the business, whether people want to admit that or not. None of the stuff, the goofy stuff that they had him do was his fault. <laughs> yeah, none of it was his fault. People that hate Roman Reigns, if he would leave and go to AEW, he would be even more, they'd be more excited than Miro. They would be like, oh my God, it's the best thing mm-hmm. in the world. You know, he never got a chance, and oh my God, and he's great. <laughs> oh, he's the best ever. You know, it's the same thing. Never got a chance. He never, they, they booked him wrong. I mean, the way they love fucking Moxley, imagine if they got Roman over there. I mean, come on. I feel the same way about Charlotte Flair. The way they hate AEW fans hate Charlotte Flair. If she'd sign with AEW, they'd think she's the greatest thing in the fucking world. That's what bugs me about these people that have all this hate. It's not like they're not any good. Yeah, it's not like they're not any good. It's how they're booked by Vince McMahon. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not the character themselves or the rest are all they're shoved down our throats. Well, that's not their fault. No, you know what, Vince? I don't want the title. I just want to, you know, go ahead and future endeavor me. I don't want it. Yeah, I don't need to win again. It's fine. (laughs) So stupid. Wrestling fans are so stupid. I think a lot of them forget that it's a work. Yeah, they do. And the thing with WWE and, and the difference is they got a lot of, you know, advertisers and investors and shareholders and all these people that they have to appease. Yeah. Where other wrestling companies don't worry about any of yeah. that kind of stuff. I think that's what drives a lot. Sometimes when they're like, why are they doing this? I'm like, there's got to be some monetary reason or some numbers that they ran that show that they need to do this. You know, like, mm-hmm. I mean, well, speaking of questions why they do things, let's get into Raw. Okay. So, I mean, Raw, <laughs> Raw, the season premiere. Kicks off with The Fiend coming out, which I love The Fiend. Mm-hmm. I love Alexa with him. I love the mystique of it. I love his entrance. I love when you get to see his entrance on, on TV once in a while. But then it got so confusing. <laughs> so then Retribution attacks him. So right off the bat, why the hell would Retribution, in a, in a, in a fake world, in a kayfabe world, attack The Fiend? Yeah. You know what I mean? He just got, he just turned the lights off and ran away. Though I mean, they attack they attack people that are like bad for the system or like are WWE guys. You know, like they went after yeah. McIntyre, they went after Lee, they went after these guys. The Fiend's like a demonic presence that like <laughs> wants to destroy the WWE. I would think you would want to go recruit him, not attack him. Well, that's what I thought they were gonna do. Whenever he appeared, like in the next segment. With whenever they were out there fighting against uh, the hurt business, I'm like, he's gonna join them. He's gonna join them. They're gonna attack the hurt business. Yeah, 
Nope, he just single-handedly beat up all of them. Well, I mean, they completely trashed Retribution. I don't know how uh, you ever come back from that. I mean, I don't first know. Bobby Lashley beats them all up by himself. Yeah, kills and then them. The fiend, and then the Fiend beats them all up Pin, by himself. Pins them clean, and then the Fiend... I tell you what, though. It was funny when the Fiend appears, and he was just at the tag ropes next to Mustafa Ali, like like he was part of the <laughs> then team. Then he pie-faced him. Yeah, and then he just pie-faced them and then beat them all up. And, and I mean, you know the Fiend teleports, so you're never going to catch him. Like you know, you have this mystique that he can just run away and teleport, and then he returns. I mean, then he just destroyed them. He destroyed them. So what do you do with Retribution? They look so weak. Yeah, I, I bet Titus O'Neil joins them. Well, yeah, they did that whole thing and ruined that. I mean, mm-hmm. he tried to join him, then they beat him up. Why would you not want Titus O'Neil with you? He's better than. He's- Better than two of the guys you have on the team. Yeah, so. he's huge. Like you wouldn't you wouldn't want him on your team when you know like I don't that made no sense to me. Yeah, especially when you offered. Yeah, you're trying to recruit Ricochet. Yeah, but you turn turn down Titus. You O'Neil. want five eight Ricochet, but you want to, to get six seven Titus O'Neil. You know, like <laughs> w- w- you got Cedric Alexander who's five foot four on your team. <laughs> Makes no sense at all. Um, this, speaking of tall people. Then Matt Riddle fought AJ Styles, who came out with the biggest human being in the world. I think this How guy. How tall is that guy? I have no idea. I think his name is Jordan Omeg Omeglabin or something like that. Is his real name? I mean, he's he, already been a ninja. He was a ninja a security guard. Security now, guard. Now he's just a, a guy. Now he's diesel. Age. Yeah. Now he's diesel. Seven foot three. <laughs> he looks taller than that. Though. From Nigeria. He looks bigger than that to me. Yeah. Well, I guess none of the seven foot guys are actually seven foot, so maybe that maybe he's legitimately seven foot three. I mean, he's standing next to Nash, and he got Nash by like it looks like a full head. <laughs> I like him. He's got some personality too. Yeah, he's all right. You know, like this is really the whole D- Shawn Michaels and Diesel thing. Uh huh. But turned up a notch because everyone's afraid of him. Yeah. Like, it made uh, Matt Riddle stop dead in his tracks whenever he just stood there in front of him. Got all scared. (laughs) I saw, again, I saw an AEW fan go, oh, they're copying MJF and and Wardlow. I'm like, no, they're not. (laughs) MJF and Wardlow are copying Sean and Diesel. Like, if you do small guy with a big bodyguard, it's Sean and Diesel. Like, let's Mm -hmm. get it right. You know what I mean? The flam- or even Ted DiBiase and Virgil. Yeah, but you know, Sean was like the flamboyant, loudmouth guy, and then mm-hmm. the big, scary monster. I mean, that formula has been done before. Yeah, but AJ new. looks like a baby next. To him. He does. He literally comes up to his waist. <laughs> it's hilarious. That it guy is, is so big. So I bet big. you can't wrestle to save his. Yeah, life, I though. bet you can't wrestle at all either. I bet you he's really bad. It's hard being but- seven foot three and being coordinated you know yeah i mean he seems to talk okay like whenever they started to let him talk as the bouncer and stuff yeah. so he's not gonna have to do a whole lot to really get over well i tell you what just being that big is enough and working with someone like aj who's better to work with right i mean aj can teach him some stuff and some moves and some things to do you know uh, he's on raw so maybe he can hang out with Strowman. i mean he's bigger than Strowman, but at least, you know, from they got big guys on Raw like Strowman and Lee and McIntyre that maybe can give them some some pointers, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He did play basketball. I mean, obviously, all he has to do is just stand there and dunk. <laughs> Doesn't but, have to leave his feet. You know, he, I mean, he, oh God, he's such a massive sight. It's so shocking like in, in the ring when you see him there. And I like that he had the suit and he had, like, some attitude and AJ's just laughing. <laughs> Why did they introduce him though? Yeah, well, like, oh, they did. Is that is that the is that the bouncer from Raw Underground? See, so Raw Underground so has to be dead. They had his name underneath when AJ came out. It said uh-huh. Jordan Omega Omega or whatever, and then they're like, "Who is this?" I'm like, "His name's on the screen." Like, <laughs> pronounce it for us. <laughs> oh, that's why WWE is so dumb. Sometimes you know <laughs> some of the dumb shit that they do. Oh, I, who is this guy? Is he the bouncer? Well, of course he is. What other seven foot three black guys do you have on your <laughs> roster? You know, of course that's the same guy, and of course it's the ninja. 
<laughs> but you're right. I think Raw Underground is done. Mm-hmm. I, or you know, it's gonna maybe it'll come back and it'll have a different format or something. Because what are you gonna do with Dabakatos and all those other guys that you signed? Well, he can go. Like, they're not even on the raw. They're not even on anywhere. You know, so, somebody should just make a big stable of all these big monster guys. Oh my god, so big this guy. I mean, Dabakato is a big guy too. He is big. He's he's not as tall as this guy, but he's this he's guy is massive. Close. He's tall, he's big, he's just so wide. I mean, it's crazy. I like him. Yeah. Yeah, how would a guy like AJ Styles even win against him? You couldn't roll him up. You know, like, no. what would you do? <laughs> it's crazy. He's just going to be trying Gonzalez all over again. Yeah, it is. Probably get injured. <laughs> Hopefully he stays healthy. We'll see. He at least look, looks more athletic than Giant Gonzalez. Yeah, or... Um, like, he's got some build to him and stuff. He doesn't have to wear a suit with muscles drawn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or, uh, uh, what's the big Indian guy? <laughs> Great Collie. Great Collie. He's not, like, limping, think he has a fake leg. <laughs> You're still convinced he has a wooden leg. I think he has a wooden leg. I still think he has a wooden leg. <laughs> I like the Great Collie, though. Yeah, with his big karate chops. <laughs> He's another one that couldn't wrestle. Um, then you had the Raw Women's Championship match, Oscar versus Lana. I, I, I don't know. I didn't really get much out of this. I knew Lana wasn't going to win. I don't really understand this booking. See, I kind of thought she was after getting buried for the past month. But then yeah. they just continued on with that four straight weeks through the table. Yeah, they just beat her up more. Yeah, that or is it five now? Five. Yeah. It's a running joke that no one likes. Mm-hmm. It's not funny. It's stupid. You know? Yeah. Um, Unless she gets a tag partner and beats them for the tag titles. Other than that, I'm like, this is just dumb. I don't know what tag partner she would get to go against those two monsters. Then you had an impromptu women's tag match, which uh, you had Peyton Royce, who was in an established tag team with the Iconics. <laughs> they take her out of one, now she's tagging with Lacey Evans. What the fuck sense does that make? None. The Iconics, I guess, must have gotten over too much. Yeah. So they had to break them up. God, that is they book- were great together. They are. The that is booking that just makes you scratch your head, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, my God. What are you I'm doing? I'm not a Lacey Evans fan at all. I don't mind Lacey. I think she's good. I don't like this. I don't like her character. Yeah. Her character in NXT was good. Yeah, I- I'm just tired of the whole Southern Belle thing and the hat and all that. I liked when she was good and was doing the whole military route, which mm-hmm. they just dropped it so fast and made her bad again. Yep. You know, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know. She's a talented lady. You know, she has a good look to her. She's strong. She can talk, but the gimmick isn't working for me. No, because you don't believe it because of who she. You know who she is. Yeah, you know she's a military, ex-military person and a mother and a wife. Like, you should play off that like they tried to do instead of being like, she's a Southern Bale. And like, no, she's not. Yeah. You know, she's not all. She's like tomboyish, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was a pointless match, that four-way. You knew they were going to Yeah, and half of the people that were in it were from SmackDown. Like, yeah. why did we do this brand split again? <laughs> exactly. Again, season premiere, and you had the Riot Squad on again. I mean, you know, SmackDown had the New Day still together. And then later on... We'll get to that. But at first we had Elias perform like three songs. <laughs> it wasn't bad. They weren't bad, but I'm like the thing I don't the thing where I don't know is like Elias comes out and says he has a new album, he's gonna make music. When he comes out, I half expect him to start playing and then get beat up. Then it's like, Oh, these are real. <laughs> you know, like Yeah. These are legit songs. Like, is he really trying to be a musician now? <laughs> I guess he learned how to actually play the guitar during is this COVID. Like, is this like when John Cena like made a real rap record? You know, <laughs> it seems like it. He had a band. Yeah, and I guess he has a record, which is just really odd to me, isn't it? Odd. Yeah, I don't know. He's living the gimmick, I guess. I guess, and then he had did a concert, which went way long, and then Jeff Hardy beat him up, and. <laughs> Jeff Hardy versus Elias is I I, I like it though because Elias is like you're gonna just everyone's just gonna forget that you killed me nearly killed me while you were drunk yeah yeah and it wasn't him they still don't know who did it was it Sheamus Uh or was it someone else 
a little bit of long long booking there, which is nice to see once in a while. It's going to end up being Mustafa Ali. It is. Mustafa <laughs> Ali. Well, he, he admitted he was the hacker. Yep. Tied that all together. Revealed that. Yep. I don't understand it. Like, retribution is so fucking terrible. The whole idea <laughs> about it is so terrible. It's just so stupid. You know, if you're gonna act like these are guys that never got a chance, then drop the stupid gimmicks. Yeah, call them by their real names. Everybody knows who they are anyway. And don't sign them to a contract and draft them. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Under, this is what I don't understand about them. Where I'm so confused why they do this. Like, did they really just introduce retribution so they could sell shirts? Yeah, and logos and marketing. <laughs> I don't know. That's what it feels like. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's just a they don't care if they win or lose, it's just a brand. Yeah. I mean, think of all the cool stuff you could have done with this. If you have a group and like if you're retribution, you were attacking Raw and SmackDown. Why now are you even following the rules and staying on Raw? Why aren't you attacking SmackDown too? Mm-hmm. You were before. They're getting SmackDown worse. Yeah. It should have been and all it needs is narrative and creativity. Like, there's a star on Raw, and that's why they're they're sticking to Raw. They don't like McIntyre or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. you don't have to hide who they are anymore if they get found out. You know, you do the Aces and Eights routes. You don't have to say they were signed. We don't need to right. believe that they're actually signed. And then you could say, oh, look, they're selling merchandise on our site somehow because they're hacking into it. You know, like, yeah. you can make up shit to, like, still make it work. And then... They shouldn't be taking losses. They shouldn't be having sanctioned matches yet. No. They never let the story play out. They just kind of like, no. oh, they just force here they are. Yeah. And you should have kept them away from the Hurt Business altogether. Right, because... doesn't make sense. They're two bad factions. They shouldn't have been feuding yet. Like, there was no need for that. The Hurt Business should have been the last resort. Right. Or, if what I think is a cool story, is you should have had them eventually wipe out the entire Raw roster. And maybe even been like, there's someone else behind them. You know, like, maybe it turns out being that, like, uh, you know, Rollins was behind it, or McIntyre, or Randy Orton, you know. And, like, they get the title, and they're destroying Raw, and they're destroying it. And your last option is... That, like, the fiend has to stop them. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, that yeah. would have been cool. Like, you build it up like... But now he's their first feud. Yeah, now he's their first feud and he already kicked their ass. So what the hell's the point? <laughs> by himself. Yeah, by himself, you know? The Hurt Business were watching his back, though. Yeah, they were. They were watching his back. I did like that. That was, that was neat. And he just stared at them. Stuck mm-hmm. his tongue out. I like this Firefly Funhouse. <laughs> yeah. I like Poor that. I like that Alexa's in there now. Mm-hmm. This is good for Alexa. Yeah, I guess there's something cool to do. Yeah, she should take out like, ma- like you know, major players in the women division and cause issues. You know, I don't know if she needs to go for that belt right away, but like, there's stuff she should be doing. You know. Yeah, for sure. Oh my god, I just feel like there's so much potential that we could write, and they just fuck it all up. Mm-hmm. You know, so bad. Um, Kofi beat Sheamus, which I'm tired of watching the New Day fight Sheamus. Sheamus is another one where I don't really know what the hell you do with Sheamus. Yeah, he's kind of done it all. Yeah. Yeah. He keeps trying to reinvent himself, and he always ends up reverting back to his original look and everything. Yeah, he's just Sheamus. I don't know. He's a good person you could use to, like, feud with McIntyre next. Throw him into feuds like that. You know, you got to have a guy that can go that's big, that can be used for things like that. I don't really don't see him getting any titles in the near future. No. Um, then Tucker brought out his new his new tag team partner. Oh, this El- was so stupid. El Gran Gordon. <laughs> Do you know he was wearing the same pink mask and cape that Mickey James was wearing when she was Bliss's fake tag team oh, yeah, partner? I forgot about that. Yeah. I mean, what do you what do you do with this? Again, why do the brand split and the drafts and everything? If yeah, it doesn't have any consequence. Because I was w- hoping he'd have a new tag partner. Yeah, because they want Miz and Morrison or Miz to steal that money in the bank, which I think they're going to do. Mm-hmm. I don't understand what they why they waste a talent like John Morrison. 
I liked him with they the Miz, but I wish they would have left Morrison on SmackDown alone. They have so much talent, and they don't know what to do with all of them. Yeah. Because they just get beat up all the time. Mm-hmm. But I still think Miz or Morrison is going to get that uh, uh, briefcase away from idiot uh, Otis. Unless he just tries to cash it in and Roman kills him, and we just forget that he ever had it. Yeah, that would be that would be cool too. <laughs> <laughs> tries to cash it in Sunday, just gets beat up. But yeah, I mean, if you're gonna split them, at least split them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. He's like, I went and found a new partner. I'm like, this would have been cool if he would have been like, and my partner is Dabakato. Yeah, and we're the that new, been a cool team. We're the new heavy machinery. We're the two big guys. You know. Yeah. That'd be good. I'd actually like that tag team. That'd yeah, cool. two big dudes. That's a good, powerful tag team. Tucker can go. He can carry the, yeah. the team. He can talk. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Um, then Keith Lee and Strowman, I was so disappointed in this. I mean, I, I don't I don't know why Keith Lee has to keep taking losses or whatever he's taking. I mean, I know he got low-blowed, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, they don't know what to do with him. They don't. You can't go from winning a match clean against Randy Orton in your debut yeah. to nothing after that. Yeah, to I don't know what to do now. Mm-hmm. Because Randy Orton doesn't take clean losses to many people. No, yeah. Especially a debuting guy. Yeah. So now you're just kind of stuck. Did they just get nervous that he was so over? And then, well, we can't let him, we can't create another star. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's so hard to follow. It's so hard to follow their booking sometimes, you know? Mm-hmm. It really is. It really is challenging to follow WWE booking. And then, you know, then you have the Viper at the end, him and him. I'm sick of that feud. I hope that comes to an end now. Yeah. Who do you like for Sunday? You think Orton's going to beat him? I think so because I don't know why they keep going with the two of them if he's not going to eventually win the title. Yeah, I think Bailey's going to retain. You do? Yeah, I think Sasha knocks her off. She's had it for over a year now, so maybe. Yeah. I think Roman retains. Yeah, that that's going to be the match of the night, though. Yeah, it is. They're going to go all out in that cage. Have they announced any other matches besides those three? No, they announced those three, and then there's um, one other. I can't even remember what it is. Is there a Raw Women's Championship match? No, because she just had it on Monday. Maybe a Continental Championship match? Maybe. No, because Sami Zayn, like... I don't know. Started something with Otis, but then I don't. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> I don't know. Ko wasn't even on Friday. Like, it's so weird. So strange. It's almost like the draft hasn't happened yet. Yeah, it's like it happened, but it didn't happen. It's like it doesn't count yet for some reason. Yeah, because there's pay per views they have to finish up, and you know, yeah. it's, it's strange. Yeah, it's very strange. Yeah, I think it's like three matches announced. <laughs> Let me look it it's gonna up. It's going to be a short one. Well, you know what they'll do They'll throw a bunch of bullshit together last minute. Uh-huh. That's what they always do. All right, so far, yeah, Jeff Hardy versus Elias is the other match. Okay. And then the three Hell in a Cell. They better add something else to it, or I don't know. Three Hell in a Cell matches in one night, I think, is going to be dumb. They should have done one women's and one men's. Well, the one, I guess, the I Quit match makes that one different, I guess. Yeah, because it's, it's, yeah, it's a different one for that. I don't think they needed Hell in a Cell for Roman Reigns. They could have just done an I Quit no, and fought through the whole, yet. fought yeah, through they, everything, you know. And they could have had somebody drop the cell on them, even. To, yeah, the cell could have came down and all this other stuff could have happened. Fought to the backstage, fought all over the place, you know. Fought outside. Yeah. It didn't need to be in there to be an I quit. I don't know. We'll see how that one turns out. <laughs> It'll be interesting. All right. Yeah. Well, now we'll uh, take a pause. 
and be back. Idiot can join in. An idiot's going to join in, and we're going to talk the other part. So there we go. All right. Okay, hey everybody. So this is uh, Dawn here, back for part two of the show. Me and Brock did the beginning of the show. Unfortunately, I don't have Ken with me. Um, he bailed on me last night. Wasn't feeling good. Should I say unfortunately? I do really care if he was here. Well, we'll move on without him. So it's just me. Um, wrap up our our review for the week here. NXT. Um, NXT. I thought had a surprisingly good show. I thought the beginning of the showed uh with Kushida, Champa and, and Dream was a really good uh athletic competition. I really thought um you were gonna get some fluff here in this match, you know, some nonsense, but all three guys went at it. I really don't like Dream, we know why, but um, you know, uh Champa and Kushida really great. I mean, and they let Kushida win clean, action packed. Um this is a great way to start the show. This is what you want out of wrestling on a Wednesday night is something like this. Just athletic competition, just telling good stories in the ring, just a really good all-together match. Um, so it's cool. I like what they're doing, Kushida. I like the push she's getting. Um, Ember Moon then fought Jesse Kamea. Just okay. Nothing too spectacular here. I'm not really sold on the Ember Moon comeback just yet. I was never really a fan beforehand, but you know, I'm glad to see the young ladies doing well and, and working. And It's good to see people come back from injuries, so... We'll see what happens with her and where that goes. Um, after that, you had another Austin Theory match where he just kind of gets he gets beat, but puts on a heck of a show. I mean, I'm not really sure what's going on here. This is a very strange um, run they have going for Austin Theory. I mean, he comes out and he, you know he talks a lot of shit, and then he gets in the ring. He puts on a hell of a show. But then he loses. You know, I'm not sure if he's still being punished for something that he may or may not have done. I really don't know what they're doing with him. But, you know, you're almost starting to feel bad for him in a way that he's losing so much. And I don't know if you're supposed to do that because he's a heel. Um, so it's a strange vibe to it. But, you know, um, he's winning. I mean, he's losing. But the matches are quality. I mean, the match last week with Gargano was good. So... I'm not sure. I don't know what to think about on, on Austin Theory yet. I don't know where they're going to go with him. Um, then we had a six-person tag match. Um, you know, I like Escobar. Anything I think he does is good. I think this was really well done, put-together match. I mean, these guys are just crazy. They went All, all these talents are really good. Um, uh, Swerve is good. And um, Atlas doing really well. I like this Adonis kid, so... I thought they had a good um, match. I, you know, I think they're squeezing as much as they can out of the, out of this feud, and I don't mind it. You know, it's a good ongoing story. It's a good ongoing feud. Um, a lot of people hate that a feud has gone on so loud with Swerve and and him, but I like it. I like the story that they're developing there and where it's going. I think that you're going to see eventually Swerve overcome this massive uh, hump that he's been trying to get over, and, and Escobar and his crew. And um, it's good. I mean, I think Santos Escobar really is just flying high on all cylinders right now. I like the guy. I like I like all the young talent in that ring. There's a lot of young talent in there, and that's the future of NXT, uh, if you ask me. You didn't ask me, but you're listening, so you must have asked me. Um, then we have my favorite segment again. Drake Maverick, Killian Dane versus Ever Rise. I don't know how people don't like this. I know people don't like comedy, but these are the same people that like when Jericho and 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 what's his name and uh mjf sing which we'll get to that in a little bit but uh i thought this was good i mean it's not just like okay we put these guys together now all of a sudden they're winning like they're not winning but they're finding different ways to lose and learning a little bit of about each other you know uh dane got disqualified last week he kind of felt like that was on him maverick got disqualified this week because he got a little aggression but that kind of sparked it in dane um it's a good story you know he still doesn't like the music which i love and um it's just really good. I don't know. It's it's compelling. It's like you're watching this uh, escalate a little bit into something. And eventually, I think they're going to start winning. And I think it's one of the best tag team stories going on on any WWE show. Um, and good for them. Good for Maverick. Good for Dane. Both good hard workers. I like it. 
Uh, Zia Lee was back on. I'm really not sure what the hell they're doing with her. Um, I don't. I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with this with this storyline here. But it needs it needs work. This was a bad one. Um, Timothy Thatcher did more of his wrestling and and the and the stuff that he does his like school and all that. They need to do something with Timothy Thatcher soon. There needs to be something done there. He needs to either have a big feud. You can't just have wrestling school promos all the time. You need something a little bit more. But we'll see how that breaks out here in the future. Um, then we had the tag champs match. Um, I like Brizongo. I did not want them to lose. I didn't want to see a loss here. You know, um, I... I but I like what they did at the end. I like the swerve. I like that Pat McAfee was revealed as the guy that was, you know, Orkin and Birch need something different. So if they have like McAfee as their mouthpiece, forming a little group, this very, very much seems like a war game setup to me. You got the undisputed air. You got the Pat McAfee back in. There's this is this is setting some stages for war games, which isn't bad because these guys will all do some crazy things. And we saw that McAfee can wrestle. Uh, and inside a cage, it probably will be pretty good. Um, I don't know who they're going to add to it to create some more controversy, but um, it's good. I don't know. It, it, it was good. Um, poor Brizongo had to lose, but the twist was good at the end. You know, Matt, uh, Birch and Orkin have been, they're talented guys. You know, they say in wrestling, they're like a couple good hands. They're guys that can give you a great match, but they really can't speak. They're really bad on the mics. And giving them McAfee, who's a loudmouth, and a dude like that, this is probably, this is good. This is going to be good. So I like where it's going. Good show for NXT. Entertaining. Um, next, we have the ratings. Let's go over to Dynamite. So the ratings were down this week. Uh, Dynamite drew 753, NXT 644. They dropped 1%. Dynamite dropped 8%. Um, so, you know, interesting, um, those numbers. A little bit lower. They didn't really compete with anything on Wednesday night, so I'm really not sure. There was no debate. There was no there was a World Series, but I don't know how many people are actually watching the World Series and switching over to Dynamite. I don't know. But, you know, interesting. We'll see what happens there. But uh, AEW keeps winning. So let's go into AEW then and finish out this show, this odd show that we did for you this week. Um, Dynamite, we kicked off with um, the World Title Eliminator match. We have stuff going on here. So a couple changes, Joey Janela out for doing for, um, like we talked in the beginning of the show, getting COVID sunny kiss in, uh, the first start of the match, jungle boy versus Wardlow thought it was excellent. Um, I really like Wardlow. He has really impressed me a lot lately. Um, coming out of his shell a little bit, learning to get more, more, more of a character. I like this character in this guy. I, I think this guy is good. Jungle boy always gives you a good match. This was a nice, David and Goliath kind of feel to it, and they did a great job with it. Both guys did a really good job. Um, Wardlow, of course, deserves to win this. Jungle Boy's young. He still has a lot of room and a lot of room to grow, but um, this is good. This was this was well done. It was a good kickoff to the show. Um, next, you had Sonny Kiss versus Kenny Omega, and I absolutely loved this segment. Um, I have never really got to experience the cleaner in, in New Japan, how Kenny Omega was. Um, this is what I've wanted out of AEW from the get-go. I've wanted this him to be in the spotlight and not being like, let's not make sure since we're v VIPs, we got to put everybody else over. Like, put yourself over. You're the reason you started this company, and I like this. He, he destroyed Sonny Kiss, which no disrespect to Sonny Kiss. He's young, too. He'll have his day. But he destroyed him. He looked like an absolute monster in the ring. He looked like someone that's just a step ahead of everybody else, wiped him out, then shook his hand, had the girls come out with the brooms. Like, it's just good. This is what we've been waiting to see. This guy needs to win this tournament and then win the title. This is your star. This is the guy that WWE wanted so bad, and you have him here. You know, shoot him to the moon, this guy, because Kenny Omega is that good. Um, so that was awesome. Um Next, we had another Eliminator match. We had Penta L0. It's just Pentagon Jr. or Penta Dark, whatever it's called, versus Ray Phoenix. And again, this was a barn burner. Um, these two guys are amazing. Both these guys are amazing. They're amazing tag team. They went off on each other. Um, if you haven't watched the match this week, go watch the, this match if you just want to be entertained. 
Um, it's really, really good. These guys, of course, are going to knock it out of the park. I hope they stay together, though. I don't want them splitting up. They're just so good. Um, both of them deserve some kind of solo belt runs. They deserve the tag team belts. Um, they are so good. I, don't know, I just can't say enough about it. It was a really excellent, uh, well thought out match. So Dynamite was off to a great start. You know, it really had a, it really had a great, great feel to it. Um, uh, the last match in in the, in 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 there within was Hangman versus Cole Cabana. Probably not the best out of all four of these. Um, it, you know, but it did fine. It just shows Cabana breaking away from the Dark Order a little bit, or you know, whatever's going on there, and um. Just Hangman having a good match. Hangman's a great wrestler. He had a good match. It's going to be Hangman versus Kenny. But you know what? Everybody that says that's too predictable, get over it. I mean, this is what we're building to. This is what we're doing. Um, this is this is the story we're telling. These two guys are going to meet in here and fight. This is good. I mean, sometimes predictability is not a bad thing. It just is it's the way it goes. If you know in the big story, eventually the Avengers are going to fight Thanos. It's not predictable that they end up fighting Thanos. It's just it's just what it is. It's what you've been waiting for. And we as fans have been waiting for Kenny and Hangman to eventually square off. And that's what you're going to get. So shut up about the complaining about it. It's just what it is. And it's good. Um, now, shit that isn't good. I didn't enjoy this late dinner, Debonair, Jericho, and MJF. I, I don't know. I, it, people are loving it because people love Chris Jericho. I love Chris Jericho. I have a ton of respect for him. I love MJF. I have a ton of respect for him. but. This singing and this musical shit that they did, I I don't know, I don't know. If the WWE did a show like or a segment like this, they would have torn apart. They would have they would have said this was the dumbest thing ever. Oh my god, there was a musical on Raw tonight. When it's done on AEW, it's considered like the greatest thing in the world. This was terrible. This was so long, and I just didn't like it. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if some people like it. You know, it's, it's your right. You can like it. But I, I didn't find anything satisfactory out of this. None of this made me like go, you know, I zoned out when it was on and started doing other things. It, it, it's just it wasn't good to me. But we'll see what, where it goes. Um, good to see Dr. Britt Baker back. Won a good match. It's nice to see her wrestling again. Put the belt on her. She is your biggest woman star. Make her famous. You need somebody that can talk and do promos with that belt. You have it. Put the belt on her. And then finally, we had the four-way tag match. Um, this was good, too. Again, Young Bucks won the cockiness. This is what I wanted to see from the from day one. When the Young Bucks lost that opening tag team on the first episode of Dynamite to Private Party, trying to put them over. No disrespect to Private Party, but they're young. I want to see the elite out in front and in charge of this show for a little while. This is what we wanted to see, and you haven't got it in a year, and it's why I've had the biggest problem with Dynamite. So now that the Bucks won, I hope they beat FTR, um, and I want to see them as champs. That's what they're where they need to be. These guys are really good, and they're even better, better with this little bit of an edge to them. I really enjoyed it. So all in all, um, good show of Dynamite. Um, good times. And, you know, it's a good Wednesday night, good Wednesday night of wrestling. Um, so we're going to go into the weekend, see what we got here. We got Hell in a Cell. Who knows what's going to happen, but we'll be here to review it. Um, I think you're not going to see any surprises there. I think you're going to see the standard winners win. Um, I do see think Sasha will win, but we will find out. And we'll be here to cover it. Um, sorry about the weird audio changes for this show, but we love you. Thanks for listening. Take care. We'll see you next week.